Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. What a beautiful morning that we're having uh, today as we fellowship together. I trust God uh, that you are enjoying the service today. If you are gathered uh, with your house church members, I believe that you're having a beautiful, beautiful time. This is the beginning of something great that God is doing in our midst. I know that we've got quite a number of house churches here in South Africa. Uh, and also quite a number of house churches that are being planted across the world in your very home with your few friends. You can gather together and have a beautiful time of sitting around the word of God and receiving, you know, the fellowship from other brethren as well. You know, Paul says when you are gathered together, one comes with a psalm, one with a hymn, uh, one with a word of encouragement, one with a prophetic word. And we begin to edify each other in the small uh, setting that we'll be having, trusting God that the Lord will continue to add in our uh, people, in our house churches, so that we expand to the glory of his name. Praise God. So we're continuing with our journey uh, through the book of uh, Esther. We are on lesson 37, I'm sure. Uh, it's difficult to keep track on which lesson we are on, but I think I'm right. Lesson 37. And we will be talking about identity today. Identity. Uh, verse number 4 through to verse number 6. It says, Now it happened when they spoke to him daily that he would not listen to them, that they told it to Haman to see whether Mordecai's words would stand. For Mordecai had told them that he was a Jew. Mordecai had told them that he was a Jew. When Haman saw that Mordecai, uh, when Haman saw that Mordecai did not bow or pay homage, Haman was filled with wrath. But he disdained to lay hands on Mordecai alone, for they had told him of the people of Mordecai. Instead, Haman sought to destroy all the Jews who were throughout the whole kingdom of Ahasuerus, the people of Mordecai. Praise God. The reading of the word is blessed. So here we are introduced to, uh, once again, you know, the identity of Mordecai. Uh, the Bible is very clear that Mordecai was not part of, although he was in the Persian kingdom, uh, but he was not one of them. He had been taken uh, as a slave from the land of Israel, and now he found himself together with other people uh, in the kingdom of Ahasuerus. And the Bible is clear that he was a Jew. Now, if you are to go with me again to chapter number 2, verse number 5, we looked at this uh, a couple of lessons ago. It says, in Shushan, the citadel, there was a certain Jew whose name was Mordecai, the son of Jai, the son of Shimei, the son of Kish, the Benjamite. Now, I'm just going to clear something quickly uh, here because generally when you say Jew, uh, these were a people that were coming from the kingdom. Remember at one point, the kingdom of Israel got divided into two. So there was Israel on one side and there was Judah and Benjamin on the other side. And, uh, you know, the tribe of Levi on one other side. So the people on the side of um, Judah, Benjamin uh, and, and the Levi were then commonly known as Jews. All right, but this word now is just commonly used for every uh, person who is an Israelite. You know, they're just generally known as a Jew. So I want you to keep that in mind that it's not specifically talking to uh, 
a person who belongs to the tribe of Judah, but anyone, uh, even a Benjamite, was called also a Jew. And that is what we find on uh, chapter number two, that he was a Benjamite, but yet the Bible says he is or he was a Jew. So here, Mordecai had made it known to the people that he was working with that I am a Jew, you know. He had, you know, he, he made it public. He did not hide his identity. He was not afraid of expressing himself. He did not try to fit in, you know. Uh, there are quite a lot of times people try by all means to conceal their identity. They don't want to be known. They don't want to be known that they belong to another nation. Uh, they don't want to be known that they belong to another tribe. So they try and blend in, you know, uh, so that people don't get to know their true identity. But uh, there is a blessing. Uh, when people get to know who you are every person should be proud of you know who they are sometimes you know it may be it may bring a lot of battles it may bring a lot of opposition but look uh, that's not a reason why one should actually dump their identity in order for them to adopt something that is more acceptable in the eyes of the majority so Mordecai made it clear that he is a jew I am a Jew. I'm working here. I'm serving the king, but I want you to know who I am. I am a Jew. And this is the very reason why Mordecai refused to bow down. Why? Because he knew his identity. He knew his identity. Now, I want us to just go through a few things in order for us to learn where the identity of Mordecai was rooted. Number one, the identity of Mordecai was rooted in the unconditional love of God. And not only Mordecai, even your identity as well, is rooted in the unconditional love of God. Where is this nation coming from? The nation of Israel is coming from a place where God chose one man. You know, the book of Genesis chapter number 11, Genesis chapter number 12. God calls a man by the name Abram. He was into idolatry. He worshipped other gods. You know, the guy was a pagan. The guy did not know God. But God called him out of his kindred and out of his nation and said to him, I am going to start a new nation with you. Are you seeing this? So the, the roots of the identity of Mordecai, it's coming from the choosing of God. The unconditional love of God that caused God to choose a man who was a pagan, a man who did not know him, a man who was lost. Abraham was, then Abram, was not a good fella. He was lost. He was not, you know, he was not a wonderful tither. He was not a, a, a prayer warrior. He was not this faithful guy. He was just a nobody. He was just a, a guy who was clueless, worshipping other gods, but yet God through his unconditional love, said, look, you are the one that I want. I want you. So when Mordecai is saying, I am a Jew, he's simply going back to the very, very origin of the establishment of this nation. And he's saying that, you know what? I am a Jew because I believe in the unconditional love of God. Praise God. I hope you're following this. I am a Jew. You know, so there is quite a lot of history that is connected to his declaration and that is connected to his identity. Your identity does not just start with you. Everything begins with God. In the beginning, God. 
God is always the beginning. And in this case, when you know and you are a Mordecai, you should be proud of who you are because you are an expression of the unconditional love of God. Praise God. And the second thing, it was out of God's choosing. His identity reflected the choice of God. The God who chooses what is broken, the God who chooses what is despised, the God who chooses what is lost, the God who chooses what is dirty, he was not chosen because he was a good guy. I want to repeat this again because you need to understand that your identity is not connected to your performance. Your identity is connected to the unconditional love of God and your identity is connected to the choosing of God. So when he declares that I am a Jew, He's simply saying that God has got unconditional love and that love found me, Mordecai. And he's simply saying God chose, not because we are good. By the way, we are actually in captivity because of our disobedience. But look, my identity I still have because my identity is not connected to my behavior and my performance. I want you to declare that over yourself, that my identity is not connected to my performance. Praise God. It is not connected to my performance, but it is as a result of the choice of God. What a blessing to be chosen by God. What a blessing to know that you have been adopted by God into his family and your identity has nothing to do with your labor. You cannot point at your good works and say, well, the reason why I am a Zimwande is because I worked so much. You know, that's why I became a Zimwande. It has nothing to do with me. It is the choosing of God. It has nothing to do with your effort as a child. You are just born in that particular family. And us who are born in the family of God, you know, the Bible says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. So your identity is rooted in the choice of God. Praise God. So you are a Jew because God accepted Abram. And you are also a Jew, Mordecai, because in Abraham, you were accepted as well. And for us, we are believers. We are born of God. Why? Because God accepted us in the beloved. We have been accepted in the beloved. And knowing that will help you stand. Even when people are castigating you, people are opposing you, people are fighting you, you are able to stand and say, I know who I am. And I'm not what I am because of my efforts, but actually I am what I am because of the grace of God. Paul declares, and he says that I've labored more than all the other apostles, yet not I, but the grace of God. Remember, he says, I do not even deserve to be an apostle to start with, but God chose. The God who chooses the despised is the God who has given me an identity. Praise the Lord. And I want you to know that your identity is also rooted in the blood. Your identity is rooted in the blood. So your identity is not only in a piece of paper. You know, you know there is just a piece of paper and, and you know, I can come with a piece of paper today and, and I call you Thomas or I call you Peter and I call you that. I can call you by all those names, but that's not your identity. Your identity is in your blood. Praise God. Your identity is in the blood. It's not in a location. Now, this is important so that when you get to move and you are Mordecai to another land called Persia, if you are a Daniel, when you go to Babylon, 
uh, if you are uh, Daniel and you also go to Syria, you need to know that, that your identity is not in a location. It is not in a place. Your identity is rooted in the blood, the blood that flows through your veins. That's where your identity is coming from. So he declared, I am a Jew. I am proud to be called a Jew. I may be a slave, but you know, slavery will never take away my identity. I am a Jew who is in slavery. Just like you, you can be a child of God who is, you know, oppressed by the wicked one, who is confused, who is sometimes down, who sometimes forgets who they are, but your identity is in the blood. Why would God place your identity and connect your identity to blood so that you will never at any given time come and say, I lost my identity. You cannot lose your identity if you are in Christ Jesus. Why? Because it is in the blood that flows through your veins. Praise God. This is good news. This is beautiful to know that God placed your identity in something that cannot be lost. Something that cannot be lost. You know, if you, you lose blood, they will try by all means to look for the same blood type. They cannot just, you know, look for the, the, the nearest person and just get the blood and just place the blood in you. They will try by all means to look for the nearest one. But the good thing is we have got the blood of Jesus. Even if you're involved in an accident, you don't lose the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus still flows in your veins. It's something that cannot be lost and it cannot be lost forever. Praise God. It cannot be lost forever. So your identity is rooted in the blood that cleansed you and the blood that purchased you. You were bought by the precious blood of Jesus. You were cleansed by the precious blood of Jesus. You are accepted because of the blood of Jesus. You are identified to God, by God, because of the blood of Jesus. And as long as that blood is in your veins, then your identity is sealed and set it cannot be lost. Even if you sin, you will not lose your identity because it is not affected by what happens on the outside. It is something that is right on the inside that the devil can never take away from you. So Mordecai knew this, that even though I am in a place that is not my own, but here I've got my identity. I am a Jew. Look at the, the, the four Hebrew boys. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel, when they went into Babylon, they were given new names, the names of the gods of the land, but that did not change their, their identity. Their identity was rooted in the choosing of God, in the favor of God, in the unconditional love of God. So Mordecai knew who he was. That is the reason why he was able to stand and not compromise, because he knew his identity. Do you know who you are? Do you know your identity? Today, I just, I just came here to encourage you and remind you of who you are. If your identity is connected to the love of God, guess what the Bible says? It says, perfect love casts away fear. As long as you know who you are in Christ Jesus, you will never be afraid. There is nothing that the enemy will do to you that will cause you to lose your identity. Now, you can lose your ID cards today, but you cannot lose your identity. You can, you can lose, you know, people in Hillbrow there 
thugs in Hillbro in Johannesburg can come and you know snatch your wallet away from you, get your ID card, your birth certificate, whatever it is. But guess what? They would not be able to tamper with your blood. They cannot change your DNA. They cannot alter your DNA. Your identity is in your blood. Without an ID card, if you ask me my name, I'll tell you who I am. I tell you where I come from. I tell you where I belong. Let them ban every Bible. I still know who I am because my identity is not in the Bible. Beautiful. Now, this is amazing. My identity is not in the Bible. My identity is in the Son. All right? The Bible is talking about the Son. It is not the Bible that carries my identity. The Bible reveals to me what is already possessed in my spirit, what I already carry in my DNA. So if people come steal my Bible away from me, guess what? They've stolen nothing from me because I know who I am. And who I am is not, you know, in this, it's revealed in this book, right? But it's not this book. That's why Jesus came and says, you know, you search the scriptures, because you think that you find life in the scriptures, right? You're actually living. The life is in the man. The life is not in the scriptures. So when you search the scriptures, the scriptures are pointing you to a place and to a person where your identity was sealed and sealed for good. My identity is in Christ Jesus. Although I am in slavery right now, but I know who I am. I am Mordecai. I am a Jew. Before Haman, I will not bow down because it is against my identity. I've got the blood that is flowing in me. That is royalty. How can I bow down before something and someone that is not royalty? Actually, people are the ones who are supposed to come and bow down before me. If Haman knew who I am, he is the one who is actually supposed to bow down, not the other way around. You're actually getting it wrong, Haman. I know who I am. We, the Jews, we will not bow down to the enemy. We will not bow down again. Matthew chapter number 4, when the enemy came to Jesus, Jesus was very clear. You know, he's trying to, to say, well, if you do this, then I will do this. If you do this, then I'll do this. And he says, you know what? Too late. I know who I am. I'm a son of God. I'm not going to trade my identity because of the love of soup. I know who I am. I cannot give away my birthright because I love pleasures, you know, for a moment. I know who I am. I am a child of God and it is settled. It doesn't matter where I am. I'm a child of God. I am a broke child of God. That's better. How does that sound? You know, you cannot say, well, I'm broke, so I'm no longer a child of God. God Am I still your child? I'm broke. I've lost everything. Look, you can boldly say, I may be down. I am down. I'm a child of God who is down. I'm a righteous man who is on the ground. That's, that's not, I'm still a righteous man. It doesn't change. My circumstances will never change my identity. I know who I am, bought by the precious blood of Jesus. And as long as that blood cannot be defiled, nobody, nothing, no poverty, no demon in hell, no demon in hades will be able to alter who I am. I am a child of God. Praise the Lord. I am a child of God. So nations changed, but the identity did not change. Just like the story of Joseph, 
You know, Joseph went into a different nation sold by the brothers, but he knew who he was. He knew the God that he served. So your identity in Christ will always connect you to the character of the God that you serve. When you say child of God, you know what you're saying? You're simply saying, I'm not a product of the will of man. Because John chapter number 1, verse 12, 13 says, uh, uh, what does it say? John chapter 1, verse 12, John 1, 12. To as many as received him, he gave them the right to be called children of God. Those who were not bought and purchased according or born according to the will of man or the will of blood, flesh and blood, but those who were bought and born according to the will of God. So we were bought, we were born. Now the reason why I like using the two words, bought and born, is for you to understand in case the devil comes and tells you, look, you were not born. You say, well, I was purchased. Whichever way my identity finds its roots in the character of the one who redeemed me and who paid the price. And if I know the price that was paid, then I know who I am. Bought by the precious blood of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, let, let's go to who you were before. Now, Philippians chapter number 3. Philippians chapter number 3. Hallelujah. I know who I am. Holy. Praise God. I know who I am. I am a child of God. That does it. I'm even more than that. I'm, I'm, I'm actually a new creation because we who are in Christ Jesus... We have been made new creatures, new species, one that never existed before. Not after the order of the first Adam, but we are after the order of the last Adam, the second man. Philippians chapter number 3. Listen to this from verse... Let's start off from verse, from verse 3. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the Spirit. This is who we are. We are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit. Now, now, I have to hit something here. We worship God in the spirit. We are the circumcision. Now, when he's saying we are the circumcision, he's not talking about the natural circumcision. He's talking about the spiritual circumcision, the, the real circumcision. Because the natural one was a shadow of something that is spiritual. So he's saying we are, we are. We are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit. John chapter 4. You know, Jesus says to that woman, a time is coming and the time is now where those who worship him will worship him in spirit and in truth. We are the ones who worship God in spirit and in truth. We, we're, not, we're not obsessed about buildings. We worship in the spirit. We're not obsessed about places. We worship in the spirit. Now, when the Bible talks about worship in the spirit, it's saying that you need to go beyond your flesh if you are to effectively worship God. Now, your flesh is not spirit. 
Your flesh is not spirit. You know, uh, has it ever happened to you that you mess up, you do what you were not supposed to do, you don't talk properly, uh, or you have been overtaken in a fault, in a sin, and, and the devil is accusing you, condemning you, and you feel like, you know what, because of what I've done and because of my, the deeds of the flesh, I, I, I feel like I'm unworthy to approach the throne of grace with boldness. You need to remind yourself. You need to remind yourself of who you are. As long as your circumcision is not of the natural, as long as your circumcision is not connected to a place, to a person, and as long as it is spiritual, you need to know that even your worship is spiritual. So you go beyond the flesh. You go beyond the deeds of the flesh and still approach the throne of grace with boldness and say, well, I know who I am because my identity is rooted in your unconditional love for me. Praise Jesus. My identity is rooted in your love for me. Praise the Lord. My identity is rooted in your choice, not my choice, your choice. I, I, you know, we, we so dumb that if we had been given a choice, we would never have chosen Jesus. That's how dumb we are. You know, in the book of Deuteronomy, he says, I've said before you life and death, blessing and cursing. And he goes ahead and says, choose life. Who can be told, who, who should be told to, to choose life where there is death? You would think it's automatic that people will say, well, life and death, you don't even need to give me a clue. Uh, I'll go for life. But God knew that men are very unpredictable. The reason why Adam fell in sin, he fell in sin and ate of the forbidden fruit because the guy chose death when life was present. That's how damp men are. We, we only wise, you know, you see, we, I'm wise, you can, you can tell. You know, we only wise because of Jesus. Right? You watching me right now, you clever, you wise because of Jesus. Because the Bible says Jesus has been made unto us wisdom. Okay? So, minus Jesus, dump. Minus Jesus, stupid. Minus Jesus, foolish. Minus Jesus, you're not clever. It doesn't matter how many degrees you have. According to God, all that is in the flesh. And Paul is going to tell us exactly what i'm saying now now listen to this so we worship god in the spirit not in the flesh we don't worship god in the spirit via the flesh okay we worship in the spirit not via the flesh rejoice in christ jesus and have no confidence in the flesh now he's gonna tell us what flesh is now though i might i also might have confidence in the flesh if anyone thinks he may have confidence in the flesh. I more so circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrew. All this is flesh, a Hebrew of Hebrews concerning the law, a Pharisee concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness, which is in the law, blameless. What is he doing? He is telling us of his identity in the flesh. You have your own personal identity in the flesh. You can point to a number of things. And you can actually take pride in all those things. But Paul says, well, we don't worship God in the flesh. But we worship God in the spirit. Praise the Lord. We worship God in the spirit. Alright. It's raining where I am and it's beautiful. So... Don't worry about the rain. This is part of the blessings that we all enjoy. Let it rain 
open the floodgates of heaven and let it rain praise god now listen to this after paul spoke about everything that is natural after paul spoke about everything that is flesh and he's talking about his identity just like mordecai would have done i am a jew right mordecai ended on what was natural paul speaks of what is natural but he then goes a step further so the, the, the blessing that we have is greater better bigger than that of mordecai if mordecai was proud to be called a jew and he was he was prepared to stand on that revelation that he is a jew how much more you and me praise god we 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 we, we are we are we are better we have got something bigger we have got a better covenant all right we have a bigger covenant and that is the covenant that was established between jesus and his father and the covenant in which we are beneficiaries now look at this after paul spoke about this identity in the flesh i love what he then says now right verse 17 the same chapter he, he didn't he didn't want to end with the natural he wanted to get us to what is spiritual and he says brethren join in following my example and not those who walk as you have us for a pattern for many walk of whom i've told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of christ who are these who are enemies of the cross of christ those who worship in their flesh and those who take pride in their flesh because you cannot take pride in your flesh and then at the same time be walking in the spirit you cannot be walking in the flesh and in the spirit at the same time you can only walk in the spirit and the bible says those who are led by the spirit they are the children of god praise god now listen to this now verse 19 those who walk in the flesh whose end is destruction whose god is their belly whose glory is in their shame who set their mind on earthly things now the part that i want is verse 20 for our citizenship is in heaven look where we come from our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for the savior the lord jesus christ are you seeing this our citizenship is in heaven this is who we are our identity is in heaven so when we are here we are like the mordecai who has been uh who is in a place that is not his so god has deployed us and jesus in in the book of john chapter number 17 he says although you are in the world you are not of the world so your identity should never be diluted and cannot be diluted by your place and by your location i want you today to know who you are to have a revelation of who you are because you are already a child of god i'm not giving you an identity i carry no identity to give you i carry no blessing to give you what i can simply do is to point you to the man who has given me an identity and i can boldly invite you and say you know what i've received an identity i had my own identity in the flesh a number of things that i can take pride in that are in the natural that are fleshly but all those things can be lost the circumcision of the flesh it has got a beginning it has got an ending but i take pride i boast in the cross of our lord jesus christ and i'm able to stand when the devil throws his bullets on me his arrows to me i'll say you know what i know who i am throw as many bullets as you want hammer and rise up i will not even stop you from having a plan to destroy 
but I know who I am. Your threats will not let and have me bow down because I am a child of God, bought by the precious blood of Jesus. Let's go to Ephesians. This will be our last scripture for today. Ephesians chapter number 2, verse 11 to 13. Ephesians, Ephesians chapter number 2. I love this, this portion. Therefore, remember that you once were Gentiles in the flesh, not in the spirit, in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands. Are you seeing here the distinction? Then 12. That at that time you were without Christ. Which time? When you were in the flesh. When you were lost in the flesh. You were without Christ. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. And strangers from the covenants of promise. Having no hope. And without God. Now this is a very dangerous place to be in. When the Bible says you were strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God. Now this is a sorry state, eh? Without God, having no hope. But now, right? I want you to type in there, but now, but now, but now, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once or you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. But now, I sing this, but now my identity, all these things that I was in the flesh, all buried, all forgotten, I take no pride in them anymore. But now, now I am, I have been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. You know what that means? To be brought near by the blood of Jesus. I'm not only near. I am in him. He is in me. His blood is now my blood. His identity is now my identity. I can no longer be identified outside Christ. And I've heard a lot of preachers say, you know, you know how God looks at you. It's like, um, you know, God is standing right here and you are here. Right? If God is to look at you directly, he sees your sins. You know, if God is to look at you directly, then you deserve punishment. If God is to look at you directly, then you are doomed. You're supposed to go to hell. But you know how God sees you? Christ is somewhere there. Then they put Christ in the middle there and says, God sees you through Christ. And when God sees you through Christ, then you are justified. When God sees you through Christ, look, if I am now in Christ Jesus, it's actually a different story now. I don't even need Jesus to stand in between me and God. Woohoo! We're just going to hit some few things there. I don't need Jesus to stand in between me and God. Why? Because he's in me, I'm in him. There is no distinction between me and Jesus. Now God doesn't need to look at me through the lenses of Jesus. God looks at me directly because the me now is the Jesus. Mm. <laughs> Praise God. The me now is the Jesus. Right? The me now, I am in him. I am a member of the body. So there is no Jesus in front of me. Whoever is joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. My identity is in him and he is in me. God cannot tell who is Jesus and who is, you know, we, we just there. Come on. We are, we are, we are neat together. 
That's why the life that I possess cannot be taken away because I've sinned. That's why the life that I possess cannot be robbed away from me because I've faltered. I am in Christ Jesus. I am a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, everything has become new. Look, this is the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. With this revelation of the love of God, you will stand your ground when the enemy comes and you will say, I know who I am and my identity cannot be lost. They can steal my ID, but they cannot steal my identity. They can steal my birth certificate, but they cannot steal my identity. They can rob me of everything, but God made my identity so sacred that people can touch everything else, but never my identity. You are a child of God. You are of the circumcision, not that was made by human hands. And you even want to know even better, I'm a preacher, I get excited, so I'll give you another last description. Galatians, alright? This is even better. Galatians. Ooh, where is Galatians? Yes, I got it. Chapter number 3. Let's look for it. Galatians chapter number 3. And that is on verse... From verse 26 let's, let's read from verse 26 beautiful scripture there it says for you are all sons of god you are all sons of this is your identity for you are all sons of god through faith in christ jesus for as many of you as were baptized into christ have put on christ okay there is neither jew nor greek there is neither slave nor free there is neither male nor female for you are all one in christ jesus and if you are christ then you are abraham's seed and as according to the promise who are we now we are abraham's seed now go to verse 19 i want you to hold that you are now abraham's what seed actually let's start on verse 16 let's read 16 it says now to abraham and his seed where the promise is made he does not say and to seeds as of many but as of one and to your seed who is christ are you seeing this the seed is christ and who are we now we are not seeds we are seed because we are in christ jesus okay so the promise was to the seed not the seeds and we are now the seed because we are in christ jesus now this is beautiful this is who we are now and because we are this Place me in Persia, I will not bow down. Place me wherever you choose, I'll still stand and say, I am a child of God and I will live out of the overflow of my identity and out of the revelation of who I am. Mordecai lived out of the revelation of his identity and you and me ought to learn something from this gentleman. Lesson number 37, remember always that we need to learn from Mordecai what? To live out of the fullness of our identity. And the good news is, as he is, so are we in this world. Not in the world to come. Right here in this world, this is who we are. If you have not seen the blood of Jesus, all your sins are already forgiven. You only need to receive that forgiveness in order for you to do your part, which is to believe in what Christ already accomplished for you. He is waiting for you and he's saying to you, son, come back home. 
I want to give you your identity. I want to give you life that you cannot find anywhere else but only in me. So I want you to just hit that button and commit your life to Jesus. There's somebody who is waiting to pray with you and encourage you in the new journey that you are starting right now, today. But from that, let's meet again next week, same place, same time, and see you at your house church. God bless you, and you are blessed.